Hi, it's Dwyer, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site, bettingangle.us, a free site. It is Monday, October the 25th, 2021, in a completely rain-drenched Northern California right now. I hope people are aware of the fact that we are getting rained upon in a historical manner. Anyway, let's talk boxing. But first, remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, just some random thoughts. You know, one of my favorite fighters to watch is Joe Joyce. I don't mean just in the ring. I'm talking about outside of the ring. This is a guy who was at a corrupt Olympic Games. That's the word I'm going to use. Corrupt. Understand, there's a judging scandal at the Joe Joyce Olympics. Some guys were given decisions that they shouldn't have received. I encourage everyone to look at the finals that Joe Joyce was in. He got ripped off. He spanked Tony Yoka, right? It's important because both guys, of course, are still uh, viable as heavyweight champions in the real world. Well, Joe Joyce spanked Tony Yoka, spanked him, won that fight easily. And, of course, the decision went the other way. After all of this, we find out that the judges were corrupt and that some of the matches were tainted. I have little doubt in my mind that Joe Joyce may have been ripped off in his fight. But what's interesting with Joyce is Joyce is one of those nomads. He's a guy who wanders from trainer to trainer. And it's interesting because even though Joyce is in his 30s, Joyce keeps adding to his game. Right? Joe Joyce today is a lot better than Joe Joyce used to be. Understand, Joe Joyce does have a disadvantage. He doesn't have hand speed. But he's able to offset it to the point where he can beat a Daniel Dubois behind a jab and some movement. Right? Well, now we're hearing that Anthony Joshua, in his 30s, like Joe Joyce, there seems to be a missing generation at heavyweight. Where are the guys in their 20s? In any event, Anthony Joshua in his 30s, who has been with one trainer, McCracken, Carl Froch's trainer, for a long time, is now venturing out a bit, and he's meeting with people like Ronnie Shields, according to reports, to sharpen his game. Right? Now, Joshua is a guy who has improved. I thought he moved well in the Ruiz rematch, right? I thought he boxed well against Alexander Usyk, right? Joshua isn't the fighter he was a few fights ago. He is adding to his game, right? The problem is the man he's facing, right? Usyk is postgraduate level, right? You need to have your new routines completely refined and ready to deal with an Alexander Usyk. You know, if a fighter goes to Ronnie Shields, and Ronnie Shields, for those, for those who don't know, emphasizes defense. Ronnie Shields was one of the men behind Pernell Whitaker, a great fighter, perhaps the best defense I've seen. Right? But when you go to a Ronnie Shields, to get the most out of the collaboration, in my opinion, 
you need to actually work with Ronnie for a while. Right? Just like if I work with an Adam Booth, you know, I need to make a commitment. It needs to be for a few fights. And I think we all understand that that first fight out, you're going to be trying to display new skills, a new approach. You're going to be in the ring, the bullets are going to start flying, and then you're going to think, hey, what did the superstar trainer tell me? Right? Robert Garcia, uh, Nacho Beristain, Freddie Roach, Adam Booth, Ronnie Shields. You know, um, what did I learn from Abel Sanchez? You know, what, what should I do in this situation while, of course, the bullets are flying and the car is on the highway going 75 miles an hour? Now, that's easier to do when you're learning from the superstar trainer and your opponent isn't an unbeaten former unified cruiserweight champion who hasn't already beaten you, right? I just think the circumstances are tough for Anthony Joshua here because he's in against a guy who has seen it all, right? Let's remember, Usyk fought Maris Breedis. He fought Gloacki. He fought Gassiev. In other words, this is a guy who has fought some of the toughest. He's already fought Michael Hunter. In a semi-pro fight, he already fought Joe Joyce. In other words, this is a guy who's been around. He's fought Derek Chisora. So if Joshua comes in the ring and suddenly he's learned a few tricks from, let's say, one of these superstar trainers, I'm just not sure if the timing is going to allow Joshua to incorporate those new skills into his game quickly enough for them to be a difference maker against Alexander Usyk. I also get the feeling that Usyk, based on that 12th round of the first fight, might fight the second fight differently and might actually decide to close the show. Right? He got inside on Joshua. He was battering Joshua. Right Now, maybe Joshua's going to have some better defense. Understand, a defensively oriented fighter would have tied up Usyk in that last round. Right, might have stuck a hand out and walked away from Usyk in that last round. Joshua didn't have those instincts. Even if he gets those instincts, I'm not sure if he's going to be ready for a slick southpaw. Let's remember, Usyk is not even right-handed. Right, you're talking about a very advanced guy who's a southpaw, he can switch, by the way. He can actually fight out of an orthodox stance if he wants. Um, Joshua's looking for inspiration from someplace. Unfortunately, it's an immediate rematch clause. Not a rematch clause where you get a year and a half to work with superstar trainers. Right? Eddie Reynoso. <laughs> right? <laughs> you aren't able to get in the gym and actually... Get the full course. In other words, this would be like them setting up a college someplace. And you're only able to attend for half a semester, right? You're not going to get the degree from that superstar trainer. 
So keep an eye on the uh, Anthony Joshua situation. Uh, working with uh, Ronnie Shields might help him long term. I'm just not sure if it's going to give him the edge in his next fight. Let's also talk about a situation to watch. And I know right now it's a running joke. Guys are talking trash. But the trash has some substance. I agree with Sean Porter. Right? I think it's clear that Mean Machine knocked down Terrence Crawford early in their fight. And it matters. The reason it matters is because a lot of guys have granite chins in their 20s. As they get older, and understand, Crawford and Porter are both older. Folks, they're well into their 30s, right? We're not talking about a guy who turned 30 yesterday. We're talking about guys who are up, you know, 32, 33. When a guy gets into his 30s, his body's not quite the same, right? Now, great fighters don't get a free pass in boxing. We just saw. Tyson Fury, another guy in his 30s, get dropped twice in an early round, right? No excuse about being tired and distracted or bored, right? Fury got dropped in an early round, round four, right? I believe Terrence Crawford gets dropped in round three. So Sean Porter is talking about the fact that he's noticed some things from that mean machine fight and that he's going to try to test Porter. Now, I believe, and I've said so here publicly, that Porter is the best in the sport pound for pound. Porter also is a KO puncher. I know Bud comes across as low-key, and he's not going to get too excited, and he's cool, right? Everything is, you know, cool. Uh, the bottom line is he is a KO puncher. He just doesn't walk around with the bravado of a KO puncher. So if Sean Porter thinks that Terrence Crawford might have a chin he could dent, and if Terrence Crawford is going to beat Terrence Crawford, the KO puncher he is, I personally will be surprised if that fight goes the distance. Let me go one step further, right? Understand Porter right now is a big underdog in that fight. Crawford is the big favorite. Now, I believe Terrence Crawford wins the fight, but given the odds I'm seeing, and we'll address that in another video, the strategy might be a distance strategy, right? It might be one where... And I know Porter has had a great chin. I understand Porter got dropped by Errol Spence, for example, but Porter has a pretty good chin. Um, I get the feeling you're going to get significantly better odds playing games with distance and method of victory than you are simply picking a winner in that fight. So let me look at a few more films. Let me think about this a little bit. But uh, let's just say I don't expect... Porter versus Crawford to go the distance, right? Keep in mind, too, when we talk about distance plays, it doesn't have to be a straight over-under. You have another set of props, 
Terrence Crawford by stoppage. Sean Porter by stoppage. Sometimes the casino will offer you a prop that the fight simply won't go the distance. That might be the way to go, but understand the risk involved. This prop has blown up in my face many times. Right? Sometimes you look at a fight, um, Vitaly against Shannon Briggs. I thought that fight wouldn't go the distance. And, of course, the fight does. One guy is getting battered, but he's proud. He's not going to go down. He's not going to give the other guy the satisfaction of a stoppage. Right? In that situation, you lose it all. So, let's keep an eye on the trash talk. I understand Crawford, who after the fight, said, Nah, I wasn't dropped. Right? Now Crawford is saying, oh, what does it matter if I was dropped? Right? Cut through it all. Crawford got dropped, got up off the canvas. He was badly hurt. He came back in the fight and dusted off the guy because Crawford is great at adjustments. Crawford's a great fighter. Crawford's unbeaten as I make this video. Right? The reason it matters is because future fighters like a Sean Porter, who might realize that he can't box with Crawford, right? Because Crawford can go lefty, because Crawford is an excellent boxer, inside, outside, right? A guy like Sean Porter might say, hey, enough with boxing. I understand this guy's a better boxer than me. This is going to come down to a firefight. I'm going for the stoppage. I've seen a guy drop him before, right? All I'm saying is understand, fighters sometimes have to sell it to the people around them. When the trainer also sees the opponent having to get off the canvas, then, of course, the fighter has an audience. Then, of course, the preparation is geared toward trying to get a stoppage. This is something gamblers have to look at. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this video. I think Anthony Joshua will continue to improve his game. I just don't think the timeline will allow him to do so against Usyk. That's how I see it. I look forward to your comments. Again, thanks for stopping by.